Welcome to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. Listen to real-life stories and practical solutions from colleagues of various healthcare institutions on how they navigate complexities and get the job done amidst intense competition and pressure to do more with less. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just starting out, our podcast offers valuable insights to achieve success. Join us as we uncover the unique set of challenges faced by marketing professionals in healthcare and provide relief through our podcast. Sit back, relax, and tune in to Marketing Triage for real-life stories and solutions. Hello, everyone. We're here today with Jim Mankari. He's the Director of Digital Marketing and Social Media for NYC Health and Hospitals. Hi, Jim. Welcome. Hey, Deb. Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks. So we're going to talk about the all-important digital marketing. Um, you know, not all content is content. So let's just jump right in and tell us how has social media changed in the past, I don't know, year, two years? You could even rephrase that question to say how it's changed like in the last two months based on how quickly everything moves. Uh, so to answer that, it's just important to look at the demographics of which age groups does each particular platform resonate with? Each social media platform, it seems, has its 15 minutes of fame, right? It went from Instagram to Snapchat to now TikTok, yet the original one, it seems, Facebook, is making a resurgence among a different age demographic. So really, it's all about tailoring our strategy here at NYC Health and Hospitals to meet our audience where they are. We have data that shows us what particular demographic is using each one of our platforms. So we might tailor Facebook content differently than how we tailor our Instagram content. Right now, we don't even have a TikTok account, but because we know the landscape and the impact that something like that can have, especially with teenagers, a group that we're trying to market our services to, maybe that's something we think of. How can we even if we're just advertising on TikTok and not necessarily running a uh, our own account, we still can do that. So is that worth it? So all these things are changing so fast. And uh, I actually went to a conference a few weeks ago, Social Media Week. It's something I've been going to for the last number of years. Maybe about four or five years ago, the entire theme of the conference was Instagram. And now every single presentation mentioned TikTok. Four or five years is not that long of a time for that seismic change to have happened. So it's certainly a changing landscape, but uh, as a social media and digital marketer, it's all about keeping up with those trends. And yet there is this very interesting crosswalk because healthcare remains traditional in a lot of ways. So how, how do you take that traditional entity and crosswalk it over so that it comes out the other end and it's relevant to your audiences? That's, that's a great, great question and such a challenge that we have. But what we do is we have our digital toolkit, and the idea is we take the content that's produced from our facilities, whether it's a patient story or an event, and then we use the tools that we have to put it into all together in a very engaging way. So here's a great example. Let's say we have a patient who is willing to tell their story about the great care that they received at one of our locations. It happens quite often here. We're very glad to say that. 
So now we're at a point where instead of just telling that story uh, as more of like an article form, we can take some short video and capture the emotion of this patient. And really what these patient stories are is there it's a marketing tool. We're trying to tell other prospective patients, come see us. Look at the great care that you could come get at our or one of our facilities. So having that video, seeing that emotion, a patient hugging one of our healthcare providers, such a powerful moment. And now to use that though, in a public facing forum like social media, someone who's looking for care, whether it be for themselves or for a loved one, sees something like that, it's still taking that traditional healthcare feel of patient and provider interaction. It's now sharing that in a way that tells this you know, really compelling story and ideally gets more patients to come see us. So you have that, and then you have external events that are going on in the community that you want to remain connected to and relevant. So now how do you organize the content to address all the things that are on both sides of that equation? That's another such a challenge. You know, a one way we've done that here, events specifically, and first off, just to say, it's so glad to see that events are happening again at our facilities. We're in a really good spot when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic. So to see some smiling faces without the masks on is such a breath of fresh air and also means that we have this inviting uh, nature that uh, we're bringing people back uh, into the facility. So that's great. So what we've done here at Health and Hospitals is that have we have the parent social media accounts, which I run on our main platforms, but we have expanded our social reach so that each one of our facilities has at least one social account. So now they have the means to broadcast what they're doing on the facility level out to their more local audience. I then, as the brand account, can amplify their efforts. So just to give you an example, let's say Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn does a great event on site. They're posting about that on their social accounts, and then I'm able to amplify that from the parent account. So that helps me because instead of gathering all 11 hospitals worth of content into the parent account, they're able to have a little more independence, and then I can amplify what they're doing because trying to gather information and events and recaps and photos and video content from 11 hospitals, I won't be able to get my own strategy across day to day. There's a lot of things that we need to do from a system level that if I'm trying to gather all this information, it just becomes, you know, social media could be, you know, very challenging to navigate to begin with. Imagine having all of this content that originates from just this one account and the idea is too, like if we're posting all this, we're just competing with ourselves for views. We want to make sure that we're posting strategically at times where we know that our audience will engage with us. So uh, yeah, to have each facility have their account, that's been a great project. And uh, it's something that we're very close to having full 100% participation to. So I love that you are in the digital space and yet you use a very old tool to keep organized. Well, tell us about your tool. Call it old fashioned, but <laughs> a good old pen and paper sometimes is the way to go. So in order to stay 
ahead of the game with all of the content that I know has to get out on our accounts over a weekly and a monthly basis. I'm here it is. I'm looking at it right now. I have a handwritten calendar of every post that I know will go out on one of our accounts. Now, I do it in pencil. I should have said pencil and paper because things change. Things move. Imagine if it was in pen trying to move that around. That would be a nightmare. But with pencil, I just erase things, move things around to a different week. It keeps me organized and uh, it keeps me on task because, you know, I may not have every piece of content scheduled at any given point in our content management system, but I sure do know what's coming up. And uh, as different things pop up that are uh, a little bit more pressing, that's where I'm able to adjust my calendar to make sure I'm still tackling those system objectives that need to get out there. And I'm prioritizing, we have an event with um, an elected official that needs to go out today because the elected's accounts are going to be sharing something on that. We need to make sure that we are too. Tweak a few things on the calendar and it's good to go. So good old fashioned uh, has, has done me quite well. I love it. So tell me uh, what percentage of the work that you do in digital and social, what, what percent is that of the entire organization's strategic communication? Um, maybe I can't put an exact percent on it, but I do know that in this changing landscape, every single campaign that we have has a digital and social component, whether that be Google search or LinkedIn, let's say we're doing a recruitment campaign, has a LinkedIn component and there's a Google component. So, I mean, if I do how to put a percent on it, probably we're talking 60 to 80, I would think more so than any of the the brick and mortar advertising that you see today. I mean, certainly there's still a place for that, but think of it this way. Like it's more often now that you'll probably see an ad, a printed ad, whether it's, you know, a newspaper or we see all our ads on the subways. All of those have QR codes now linked directly to some sort of digital medium. So it's all about being mobile first and reaching people where they are on their smartphones. Like that's, that's also sets our social strategy. We know that the vast majority of our audience is on their smartphone. So to put this heavy text graphic in a, you know, a, a, a 1080 by 1920 long format so that you can't even read it. That's something that I'm not really doing. Maybe to have a, a square graphic that pops more on that small screen is something I would do. So as part of the strategy, it's all about digital first and mobile first. Yeah, and I think the important point you raise is that it's it's not really the total percentage that matters. It matters that every campaign is an integrated campaign. Every single campaign has that component or it just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's really the key, you know, um, to to just to know that this is where people are how are we going to reach them? And how is our content going to break through all the noise? Here's a term you probably have heard it. It's pretty popular. Thumb stopping content. It's exactly what it sounds like. Just think of how you scroll on your phone, regardless of which social platform it is. What is going to make me stop my thumb on this piece of content? Well, it has to be engaging. It has to be short. It has to be informative. There's uh, uh, at this conference again, it used to be 
typically like the first five seconds of a video, a piece of video content. You had to get your main idea across in those first five seconds in order to even have a chance for someone to watch the rest of your video. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it's down to two seconds. Just think about that. How can I capture someone's attention in two seconds? You know, we all say we all have very short attention spans these days, but two seconds, one, two, like you have to have, and it's something I've really been trying to do in, in videos that I put together for social. I'll put the most important scene of the entire video right up front. Maybe it's a little more than two seconds, but it's close. And then in, in this telling the story of the video, if I come back to it, that's fine. But I want to make sure that if it's a ribbon cutting, I don't need to start with different people talking at a podium. I need to start with the confetti blast and the ribbon being cut on this brand new uh, department in one of our facilities. No, I don't need to start on, you know, the exterior shot because someone's scrolling through. We don't we don't have the time. For them to say, oh, I might look at this. No, we have to capture them. We have to reel them in like a fish with those first two seconds. So, yeah, it's and it's certainly a challenge. Two seconds, imagine. So, but that's what you got to do. You got to break through the noise, breaking through all that noise out there. Well, this has been a quick drop in with you. We, we did our 15 minutes, but you gave us a boatload of information. And I, I want to thank you so much. And and I will, you know, we'll take with us the two seconds. We've got two seconds to talk to you. So we expanded it to 15. <laughs> Glad to hear it. And uh, just just a plug for the NYC Health and Hospital social accounts. We'd love to have uh, all you listeners out there follow us and check out what we're doing in the digital space. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can follow us at NYC Health System the nation's largest municipal health system serving all New Yorkers regardless of their immigration status or ability to pay. Love it. Said like a true mark. Said like a true mark. Good stuff. Thank Thank you, Deb, for having me. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. To stay updated with the latest trends in healthcare marketing, subscribe to our podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us through our website or social media channels. We are always looking for new perspectives to share with our audience. Thanks for listening to Marketing Triage, where we provide real-life stories and practical solutions for healthcare marketing challenges.